podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome once again to another Matchday edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm James and I'm joined by Andy. Hello, hello. You all right? Yes, mate. Good, thank you. And are you well? Yeah, it's the weekend, isn't it? Well, it is now, mate. I was meant to be working and I'm not now. I was going to miss the game, but I'm not. I'm going to watch it and I'm excited now. So today we're in for another Yorkshire derby. Middlesbrough wasn't a Yorkshire derby, we determined. Neither's all. Well, yeah, I know, but it's it's Yorkshire, isn't it? Do you know what always uh, reminds me of uh, Hull? It's really random, this. Tigers. Do you remember that, do you remember that tune? Whoop, whoop, bits of sound of the police. <laughs> I always think of... It's the Humberside Police. Don't know why. I like it. I don't. So, before we jump into this game, we probably need to address the whole Kiko thing, don't we? Kaiko. Kaiko Casilla. Yeah. Look, you know where I stand on this, so I'll chuck it out into the uh, podosphere. If he has been racist, he needs to be sacked and not be anywhere near the club. But there's no evidence suggesting that he has. It's been given as probability, is that right? Yeah, based on the balance of probability is the official line from the FA. So if it's based on the balance of probability, I can't get my head around how he's ended up with a longer ban than a heftier fine. Now, somebody on Twitter's alluded to the fact that it's because two people said they heard it. I think the tweet that he sent out last night was uh, was very well written. It's obviously not by him. It might have been, unless he's like got some PR degree. But he's basically said, look, I ain't racist... Uh, I agree that sanctions need to happen and I'll adhere to whatever's happened. So I'm kind of cool with that. Um, we all know it's important the FA and AFL clamp down on racism and like governing bodies that kick it out. But In terms of Leeds United, Kiko Casilla and Jonathan Lecco, it's just a really messy situation and it'll definitely tarnish Kiko's career and, and life, essentially. Um, and you've got to think it's got to be a hundred percent correct. Yeah, it can't be just balance of probability, and and that's where the question mark is at the moment. And I think the big question mark is on the the kind of laws and rules around that. Um, so yeah, hopefully out of this one thing does change, and it makes these sort of situations much easier in future. But I don't think as Leeds fans we can really dwell on it too much. No. Um, We've just got to move on and hopefully Kiko is found innocent outside of um, outside of the football regulations. But um, The whole process was needlessly messy. Um, it's definitely impacted his performances. Why has it lasted five months? If it's as important, which it is, by the way, it is important, as people are saying, why has it not been acted more swiftly? How does it take this long to sort it? It's impacted him. It's impacted results. And even the point, as you said, like, why has it been announced late on a Friday night, day before a game? What were Hull playing at? Did you see the Hull tweet? It's not a topic to mess about with, is it? No. It's nothing. It's not a laughing matter. For those who don't know, Hull tweeted saying, a timely reminder that tomorrow's game is our kick-it-out one. It's like, well, yeah, that, it's great that it's a kick-it-out campaign. Fantastic. But why make light of a... Situation go for one upman on a club that has just been done for it, um, especially when it's inconclusive and it, it affects people's lives. 
I saw someone compare the five months to the 11 months it took for Sheffield Wednesday player Forestieri to be banned. Which well, is ludicrous too, isn't it? Exactly. The thing is, is it doesn't make five months better. It just makes the whole the whole scenario, well, both scenarios, just absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, it should be dealt with in weeks, quicker if possible. But the other thing as well is that it's obviously affected Kiko for a long time, this, because he's been off the boil. And that can't be good for him. It can't be good for Leeds. It can't be good for Lecco as well in his, you know, in his career. So but anyway. It's good for nobody's families either. It's getting, he's got a young father. Do you know what? Um, if he has done it, hang him out to dry. But you can't tarnish someone with that on the basis of balance of probability. We'll leave it at that for now. So earlier on the season, we beat Hull 2-0 at home. And last year at the KCOM Stadium, we won 1-0. Lovely Tyler Roberts goal, if I remember rightly. Yes, it was a lovely Tyler Roberts goal. He, uh, he was Instagramming it earlier, just a screenshot of him pinging it in. He loves passing it into the net, doesn't he? He's like a passer of goals. He's a lovely man. Yeah, he is. It's a leap year. Yeah, 29th of February. We've played five times on this date. Have we? Yeah, apparently. According to LUFC stats, thanks for that, mate. Uh, we've won <laughs> We've won once. Yeah. Drawn once. Oh, no. And lost three. Oh, God. Last time, 4-0 at Brighton. I've always said leap years are pointless. Just give us an extra year, add them all up at the end of time and give us an extra year that'd be a lot of leap years to get that extra time though yeah, 365 wouldn't it yeah but that's times four so you're talking 1200 odd years 1300 odd years yeah but if we get that one extra year mate imagine how good it'd be what are you doing for the game james well i thought i was going to be caught up in a kid's party but thankfully i am not so i'm watching the game i'll hopefully be watching it on lu tv Oh, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it on Sky and uh, get irritated by the poor commentary. I forgot to say on uh, the pod the other night that he was calling him Marco Bielsa. I was watching on LUTV, so I didn't hear it, but I saw everyone tweeting about it, and it just infuriated me. Yeah, right, annoying. Have we got some team news? Team news, yeah, because we're close to kick off today. Uh, Leeds, Elan Meslier will make his EFL debut. Excellent. Do you know what though, mate? Um, back on the Kiko thing, my old thing is with this uh, we've got no excuses uh, about the goalkeeping situation because we had time to rectify that because it was five months something was going to crop up wasn't it and if we're serious about getting ourselves out of this tin pot league then we need to be ready for all situations so they must really rate Messier or else they'd have gone and signed somebody if they haven't and it turns out to be Bobbins there's only one set of people to blame and that's the club in the Arsenal match, he looked very, very good. And, his, his distribution uh, looked great. Um, he yeah. made a couple of decent saves, but I think he's going to get tested a bit more today. But again, on the flip side, if you look at all the stuff we've been saying all season, Kiko doesn't have to face very many shots. So our keepers tend to do all right because they don't have to face much. Let's hope that happens. So Perveda and uh, Jean-Kevin Augustin, they're out for this game as well. It's Calvin back. It's a similar starting lineup, but yeah, we have Calvin Phillips back. Do we? Yeah. In starting? Starting. All right, that's my prediction sorted. Excellent. It's. I think we shouldn't underestimate how good it is that he's back because we were talking about this the other day and it's only been like full two days to recover from the um, midweek at Middlesbrough. So there's going to be a lot of tired legs out there. And I think having that fresh anchor point of Calvin Phillips will be uh, really valuable today. Yep, definitely. I just hope he comes through once Gabe and went rushed him back. 
Puller without Bowen as well, because they sold him to West Ham in the transfer window, and arguably he was their best player, and uh, hopefully that puts us in good stead. And I think they've had like a, a bunch of injuries, actually, as well. Yeah, they, they got rid of Grzyski too, to West Brom, and also that their striker, Eves, who's like a poor man's Andy Carroll, he's ruled out for the season. Um, can you get a poor man's Andy Carroll? I don't know. But anyway, he's been ruled out for the season too, so hopefully we might do all right. Hull Forum. They're all feeling a bit negative this week. Oh, go on. What they're saying? We'll get now out of this game. Where is this fan from? <laughs> it's from, it's from uh, East Yorkshire. Oh, is it? All right. Uh, there's nothing wrong with him from East Yorkshire. Let's cut. Let's cut this. No, we're leaving this in. They go. Nah. Oh, I can't do it now. We'll get now nah out of this. We'll get now nah out of this. Is that it? Kinda, mate. It's like, mate. If we're not immediately relegated, mate, by the football league, mate. If we're not, if we're not immediately relegated by the football league, as an act of kindness on the full time whistle, it'll be a bonus. Your uh, your time were perfect because they say time. So basically, they're bricking it, yeah. They were all like that as well. What? There was a lot of heavy debate on the Kiko thing on there as well, and I just ignored it. Some stupid comments. It's not up for them to discuss. Do one all. Yeah. Um, thanks to our local Joe, Joe Bedford, Legond. She sorted us out of our referee stuff again. So the referee today is Keith Stroud. Oh, no. He's a Luton fan and has refereed four Leeds games this season. And we've won all four. Hey. Salford, Barnsley, Birmingham away and Borough at home. You know another Luton fan? Um, no. Angus Kinnear. Really? Apparently so. Oh, yeah, there's that picture we're wearing, that hat, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, well, no one's perfect. He's a Leeds fan now. Uh, anyway, yep. good old Keith is well known for not giving us penalties in last season's away loss to Brentford and at Salford in the Cup this season when Jerison was blatantly pulled back by the shirt. Stroud was a premiership ref for only two seasons before being demoted again in 9-10. Leeds stats, games 29-114, drawn 6, lost 9 Shown 58 yellows, two reds, and two reds, which were a combination of two yellows. Penalties, 4-3. Penalties against one. Hull stats, games 13, won five, drawn five, lost three. 25 yellows, no red, one red for double yellow card. Penalties, 4-1. Penalties against two. So, that doesn't really tell us too much, does it? Uh, but thanks, Joe. It- <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> it tells us a lot. I was going to say, I realised I said it quite negative towards Joe then, didn't I? But I didn't mean it like that, Joe. Uh, Poor Joe. She knows you don't mean it. She knows it. She knows we've got a lot of time for her. Right, we've got a prediction sent to us on WhatsApp today. Shall I play it? Oh, go on. Who's it off of? Uh, Johnny Bradbourne on Twitter. Thanks for this, mate. Hi, guys. Quick voicemail for you about today's game against Hull. Hull have been awful since the uh, turn of the new year. They've lost Bowen. They've lost Krasicki. They've got so many injuries. We should really be hammering them. But I think it's going to be backs to the walls for Hull. I think they're going to really hold on and we're going to struggle to break them down. But I think we'll win 1 0 Leeds. Matching on together. Come on. Well, there you go. Johnny's aligned to us, isn't he? Yeah, he knows what he's doing. It's like he's been listening to us. Maybe he's tapped into my, uh, into my studio. Studio from where I am looks like your bedroom. It might be. It looks nice. Mate, it's where the magic happens. What's your okay. prediction? Uh, I think we'll get off to a shaky start. I think we'll do it, though. 2 0 Leeds. Oh. I'm feeling confident. Oh, good. Now, you see, I'm feeling confident. However, I'm concerned about a bit of fatigue. I'm going for a draw today. Oh, no. 
Yeah, I, might, I hope I'm wrong, but I think we'll draw one all. Grand scheme of things, that whole match is always tough, and you probably would take a draw, wouldn't you? No, never no, take there, a draw. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't take a draw, but they, they're always they always seem up for it. Then, what's the Twitter sphere saying? Hull win seven point three percent, a draw five point five percent, and a Leeds win eighty seven point three percent. Sarah says not feeling so positive about this one, but we'll say one 0 Leeds. Uh, Roger said it was a bit of a free hit. We'll still be at least five points clear at the end of the game. That's because it's nearly kickoff. I don't think there are any free hits anymore. No, no. Certainly not. The uh, the only thing that I think this Kiko thing might do is it might just pull everyone together and help us push over the line. So there's no such thing as a free hit. When everyone's against you, backs against the walls, let's just go. What's your word then? Miss. We can't afford to miss our opportunities today. We've got to take them. And um, I'm just glad I'm not missing this game because, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to be at a kid's party, to be honest. No, they're the worst, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I love my kids, but I don't like going to their parties. <laughs> What's your word? Um, my word is us, as I feel like it's us against the world once again. Um, everyone wants us to fail, apart from us, and we want us to succeed. I'm not saying this because of the Kiko thing, but everyone just seems to try and stick it to us when anything remotely controversial may or may not happen so it's us as long as we stay united and we keep going we'll be all right and i'm backing us for a draw (laughs) (laughs) all right that's it us against the world we'll see you after the game I said it'd be one all, didn't I? <laughs> I said it'd be two nil. That was outstanding, wasn't it? Yeah. It's been coming that we've been saying it for weeks that a proper going over is gonna happen at some point. I just didn't see it today. No, I didn't as well. I didn't realise what a troublesome spot Hull were in, to be honest, because it's been a while since we've seen them, but um but credit to us more than anything, we were just phenomenal today. See, I knew they were in a tricky spot. And I I just know that there's that expectation that teams raise the game against us and we can't finish us dinner normally, but we were outstanding today. So for those who don't know, it was 4-0 and it was uh, very straightforward in the end, wasn't it? Pretty much. So talk us through it then, James. Obviously, Luke Ayling gets the first goal early on, which settles all the nerves. Obviously, that was a huge deflection. I went a bit quiet for a bit after that. Obviously, Pablo hit the angle, was it? The bar, the post? It looked like it hit the bar, then the post, didn't it? It was an absolute worldie. But on Luke Aylins, though, that was... Um, as soon as he got the ball, because he's been scoring for us, as soon as he got the ball on the edge of the box, you're just like, hit it, hit it. And <laughs> when it took that wild deflection, I was absolutely delighted. Um, it was... Horrible for them, but brilliant for us. 
As was old Lukey with his chicken wing or pigeon impression, whatever it was. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Maybe we'll never know as well. Um, but but yeah, it's the old thing, isn't it? You don't shoot, you don't score. And um, there was plenty of that today. We're just shooting a lot more and a, a lot more from distance. Like you say, the Pablo effort as well. There's a few in the second half. Harrison took it round a few players and on the edge of the box, cut inside when he was on the right-hand side and shot and he rattled the post bar or whatever it was. And yeah, it's just good to see. And you touched on when we were talking during the game, something we'll talk about in the last pod, the interchanging of the wing and Harrison and Costa swapping sides. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, really good. I think as well, um, it seems to unsettle teams a bit because the left and right back have got used to playing and defending um, against someone going a certain way or playing in a certain style. And then all of a sudden when it's uh, flipped on its head, they, they struggle to cope with it. Then Pablo gets the second... And uh, Tyler Roberts comes on as a striker and bags a brace. First brace since Becchio got a hat-trick against Bristol, I believe, and somebody coming off the bench. Really, that's good. That could be wrong. That's a stats fact. <laughs> yeah, well, we I, could, talk- I, I could have misquoted him. <laughs> we were talking about Tyler Roberts before, weren't we? Because we mentioned that he'd scored at the KCOM last season as well. And he's such a good player when he stays fit. And I really hope he can stay fit. He's just He's just brilliant. He's ruthless. Yeah, he is. He is ruthless. He's really good on the ball, but he's and he's clinical, and he he's he seems to find he has a knack of being in the right place at the right time, which is exactly what we need. Do you remember uh, the West Brom game this time last year when we gave them an arsehole in Ellen Road? Yeah, and Roberts that game completely ran it from start to finish. Um, I'm hoping he can make this big impact to push us over the line said some very wise things on the interview at the end of Sky saying, look, we've learned from last year. We need to avoid complacency and crack on. Yeah, the heads seem to be in the right place at the moment, don't they? Luke Aylin was doing some good shit hours and one at the end. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I don't know what, what started that off, but it, you could see it brewing for a while. And then, it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was in the box. There were, I think that was it Honeymoon, Honeymoon, whatever it's called. The Honey Monster off of... Sugar Puffs, whoever he is, was just trying to hold on to Luke. I think he wanted Luke Aylin's shirt. He was holding on to him, clinging on, and then I don't know if Luke was saying to him, I'm tall compared to you, you're a dwarf, or we're well up the league and you're well down the bottom. But either way, it was laughing his head off him at the end, winding him up, and it was lovely to see. The whole thing of uh, the Leeds fans having to be moved into the... Uh, well, there was a load of Leeds fans in the home end of, of Hull, as expected, and all the stewards started moving them into the away end, didn't they? My missus went, how have they, uh, how have they done that? They've not got a ticket for that end. How come they're getting moved into that? And I went, it just happens. It's just what happens, but it looked like... It looked like they'd all just been turfed off the Titanic, didn't it? There were loads of them. When you, see, when you could see them all piling into the stand, you just think, well, how are they putting them in there? Like, where's their room for them? And uh, I saw a few Hull fans moaning about it on Twitter, just saying, you know, it's an embarrassment. And what, what sort of precedent does it set that uh, you can just come here and sit where you want? And it's like, who cares? Maybe give us more of the ground. They should just start maybe turning up themselves, worrying about themselves rather than us. I don't care what they think. Our, our um, Twitter account was... Uh, Winding up Hull again, which was nice to see as well. Yeah, Digit Wilson's on flames, isn't he? He's not bothered, he gets it done. He don't rise to rubbish and then just absolutely shuts it down, so fair play to him. Um, so I do care about your opinion on Man of the Match. 
I was thinking about this earlier and it is so hard because everyone was good. Like literally everyone was good in the entire team. But uh, for me, it's got to be Jack Harrison. He had a very good game. Uh, do you want me to tell you some stats on Jack Harrison for this match? I'd absolutely love you to, yeah. So from LUFC data, he had 74.4% pass accuracy, 29 successful passes, 16 out of 21 final third passes, 10 crosses, 9 ball recoveries, 6 out of 7 successful take-ons, 4 chances created, 3 shots, 2 interceptions, 2 clearances, 2 tackles won, and 1 woodwork shot. But he just was influential on the whole game. But again, like I absolutely loved... Um, click today i know you've had him as your man of the match last two games and probably a third looking at your face but um he's he's like he's a freak mate he's a freak he runs so much and it is freakish um he's like a robot but he reminds me of like a bielsa age boya what just relentless just box to box constant running constant running so much energy and he's always like if there's something going on that he can be involved with that leads to scoring a goal he's there well, you, you've ticked it. He's he's at trick performance. It's one of the match again for Mister Click for me, which is odd because I never normally he got the Sky Man of the match. And normally I'm thinking, what game they're watching to give it. Big shout out to Pablo, who comes a very close second for me, mm. who who was much more like his uh, his old self today, with uh, obviously the goal and the assist. But Click, he just goes unnoticed. He goes on that. I think you saw that tweet that was flying around saying, "If you watch the game, you don't see click, but if you see click, you see the whole game." I think that's the quote. Apologies if it's slightly wrong, but he's—I could just—he's mesmerising. I think I've got a man crush. When you watch footballers, they often stop and they'll sort of admire a pass that they've made, or they will literally just stop and watch whatever's moving in front of them. But he literally. Never stops running. No. But he's so effective as well. He's not He's not wasteful, is he? And, and if he is wasteful on the very rare occasion, he's instantly trying to, to win it back. I think it'd also be unfair not to talk about Meslier's debut in the English Football League. I thought Sky would be harsh at him. They were saying in, in pre-match pod, we're saying, oh, his distribution's great, isn't it? And he just kept playing the ball out of play, but it was blustery conditions. He was getting closed down a lot. I think he looked solid. He didn't have to do too much, did he? But I, I, I thought he was excellent. I thought they sort of tested him really early on, didn't they? And they put loads of pressure on him uh, when they, when it was passed back to him. Um, but you knew that they couldn't sustain that. I also think as well that we often look like they were sort of passing to his wrong foot because he's a left-footed goalkeeper as well. So it always sort of looked quite tight to him. And whether that's just because they're used to passing it back to Kiko, um, I don't know. But yeah, as soon as they got into rhythm, it was fine and... He was, he was really good at coming for the ball in his box and, and just doing the basics, just catching it in crosses, and um, which is which are often the moments that you you have your heart in your mouth for Kiko. Um, yeah, solid performance. I was I was really happy. I, mean, I hope he does well. He's he seems like a good lad as well. Yeah, I love watching him celebrate our goals from the bench. Love yeah. watching that. I think that's for, is it LS Eleven who do that. Yeah, it's fair play to them because that's uh, that's brilliant. I really enjoy watching that. Results went all right for us too, didn't they? But Fulham and Preston could have helped us out a little bit. But other than that, uh, Wigan beating West Brom. Yeah, it's nice to know we're not the only ones that can be beaten by uh, Wigan at home. Uh, but it should have been 2-0 as well, apparently. It's also nice to know that we're not the only team who can be uh, winning fairly comfortably against Cardiff and throw it away. Brentford, nice one. 
think Preston, because I was refreshing the, the text updates on it, and text updates, what's that? It's like CFAX. I was I was refreshing like the Twitter updates and they and Pre- Preston like missed from point blank range and that could have changed everything. But then as it happened, uh, Fulham even scored a late one, didn't they? Like 94th minute again. So Yeah, don't break. Do you know what it doesn't matter though? Because we're still five points clear now, one point behind West Brom. So They've got to play one another in a few weeks as well. Yeah, we've got to play Fulham too. But do you know what? Title's back on, baby. Yeah, well, that's it. It's all to play for. Um, and it could get tighter as well in the top three. You never know. Uh, we just got to keep doing our thing. Ignore what's going on. Exactly. It's bloody hard though. So, final word after that game, Andy. Tyler, mauled by the Tyler. It, there's something nice about beating them. Their fans are tin pot. They're horrible. The fact that they nearly got called the Hull Tigers rather than Hull FC or Hull City, whatever they profess to be. I enjoyed it, and it was really good to see Tyler Roberts bagging. A, a confident couple of strikes. That header was beautiful. He, he did one against uh, Preston a couple of years ago where he just did the same. It was kind of like a reverse deft header. It was lovely. What about you, James? I'm going for Grinner. Winner. Exactly. Winners are Grinners. Yes, they are, my friend. And I am grinning because, um, yeah, we've played so well all season and deserved that for a long time hopefully it's the start of us you know really putting teams to bed but mate what what a uh, what a wonderful result to enjoy today hey let's uh let's bask in that hopefully we're going to be more clinical as uh, marcelo said and we'll go on so if you need to catch up on other pods our pods obviously get to lids.com and we'll catch up before the uh, the encounter with the ones who bother their dogs. Yeah, so we'll be back uh, again next weekend for another Match Day podcast where we host Huddersfield Town at Ellen Road. See you then. Podcast Network.